Podcast Answer Man, episode number 307. Entertaining, educational, and encouraging content that makes a difference. This is GSPN.TV. Join the community. Hi, everyone. This is Mignon Fogarty from the Grammar Girl Podcast, and you're listening to the man who's trained more people to podcast than anyone else in the world, Cliff Ravenscraft. He is the Podcast Answer Man. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Podcast Answer Man. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft, and this, my friends, is the podcast about podcasting, helping you take your show to the next level. It doesn't matter if you're a brand new podcaster, if you have been podcasting for many years, or you haven't quite yet recorded that first episode. There's something we can all do to take what we're doing, everything in life, to the next level. That's right, my friends, and one of the things that I'm doing here to take things to the next level is pre-recording an episode for you. Uh, It has been, you know, I can't remember the last time that it was as late as 10.30 in the evening while I was recording an episode of Podcast Answer Man. I recorded episode number 306 12 hours ago, no, 13, 13 hours ago. And here I am still in the studio, actually back in the studio. I had some great time with my family earlier uh, to record next week's episode. Of course, you're going to be getting that uh, this, uh, well, when you get it. <laughs> I think it's going out on May 7th uh, for for those who are getting it right away. And, and those who are getting it months later, you, you really don't care, do you? Uh, that's all right. But anyway, it's going to be a unique episode. I think it's going to be shorter than most. Um I, I don't have a lot of stuff planned for this episode. Of course, I say that, and sometimes I just get to talking and, and share other things that maybe weren't intended to be shared, but uh, they get shared anyway. Here's what I do know, is I got some feedback from someone who says, I've you know, I've launched a podcast, but uh, I, I just can't understand why is it that I seem to be the only podcaster who isn't immediately getting thousands of downloads from people listening to my show. I'm also going to share with you a brand new audio branding intro for my Family from the Heart podcast, and I'm looking forward to sharing that with you. I want to give you an update on the podcast mastermind, and then in this episode, I have another social media segment with my great friend and social media correspondent, Eric J. Fisher, who is going to join me to talk about Vine, which is a social network owned by Twitter that will help you to potentially engage with your audience in a way that maybe you had never thought of using Vine before. Those are the kind of things that I'm looking to cover in this week's episode, and I'm just going to jump right into it. Now, I'm going to directly go into something that I hope that I can just uh, share with uh, some folks here what I feel without being offensive or overly critical, but I want to share with you some feedback that I recently got on episode number 305 of Podcast Answer Man. In fact, it was just a comment on the show notes for episode 305 from Michael Fiore, I think is how I pronounce his last name, and he left the following comment on episode 305, and I told him uh, in my response on the comments there that I would answer that in episode 307 and told him that I would be very authentic and very transparent and honest with my feedback. And so here it is. Um, here we go. He says, hey, Cliff, how you doing? I've been listening to you for a little while now, and I really appreciate what you're doing. I've learned a ton from you. Your tutorials have been amazing. I do, however, have one question. I always hear people say things like, I just put out my first few episodes and I have thousands of listens, and they do. Now, of course, I just want to stop right there, and and I'm just going to read that line one more time. I always hear people say things like, I just put out my first few episodes and have thousands of listens. All right, so we're, we're going to come back and, and, and highlight that portion of this feedback uh, in, in, a, in a later time there. All right, so anyway, he continues on. He says, how is that possible? Because, well, I started mine and I've got nothing laughing out loud. My website is coming along rather nicely. 
I designed it myself, including all of the graphic art. It's a work in progress. I'm sitting here saying to myself, awesome, I have the podcast set up great. I'm on Stitcher, BlackBerry, and iTunes, which by the way, you should go ahead and uh, send an email to, let's see, no, at podcasts at microsoft.com and uh, just tell Rob Greenlee there uh, your URL for your RSS feed and he'll get you into the Zoom uh, directory as well so you can get into the Windows phones. So again, send your feed URL over to podcasts, plural, at microsoft.com. All right, so anyway, he's in the directories. He says the websites are starting to look great. The images have all been sized correctly and put together. The artwork was just redone the other night. My Facebook page is up and running as well as my Twitter account. But at the end of the day, there's no one listening to the American Rubbish over at theamericanrubbish.com. Are we a work in progress? Yes, I believe so. Are we comedians? No. Are we funny enough to have a few listeners? Yes. So what's going on here, Cliff? You've gotten me this far. Any tips on how I can uh, take this home now? Uh, Facebook is a great outlet, but many people I know barely know what a podcast is. I know you have this A to Z course, but I'm broke. And that's kind of an issue, laughing out loud. <laughs> All right, so that's his comment, and he wanted to know if I would respond to him. And so here I am, him, as promised, in episode 307, and I'm going to give you my very honest thoughts about this. Now, before record, hitting the record button, I actually did quite a bit of research. I looked at your website uh, over at theamericanrubbish.com. And uh, right off the bat, I just want to tell you that uh, your podcast website looks really good. Um, On a scale of 1 to 10, um, let me just glance at it one more time. Got the background there. That's pretty nice. You've got the... um, I I would give this probably about, I'd say an 8 out of 10. I would give your website an 8 out of 10. Um, I like the header. It, it, it's it's pretty decent. Um, you know, the uh, I don't think that you ne- necessarily need the actual... I like the header where you have the American rubbish with the gold uh, the, uh, words, and then you have the, the images of the three guys there. I, I like that. You can get rid of completely that entire top section where it just says the American rubbish podcast with Theo, Jesse, and JJ. Uh, that the whole with Theo, Jesse, and JJ can be moved down right underneath where it has the American rubbish in gold text, and uh, you're just wasting a lot of above-the-fold space there. So uh, I would definitely get rid of that. However, um, I love the I love the font and the color that you have for the title of your show. Um, I love the whole idea of how you've got it set up for ratings, um, and you've got a short little bit there that talks about uh, your, you know, just an overview of what that episode has. And you got an interesting looking uh, audio player that I've never seen before, but looks pretty decent and and works great. All right. So here's the situation. Website really does look nice. I went ahead and checked you out in iTunes. And so I, I went on over to the iTunes preview page. Your artwork for your podcast looks pretty good as well. So um, yeah, so those are the things that you've got going for you. Those are things that are in your favor. However, here are some other thoughts that I do have for you. Number one, your show doesn't seem to be aimed at any one particular uh, uh, niche. Now, I am a huge fan of niche podcasting, and I think it's one of the easiest ways to immediately gain um loyal listeners, loyal fans right out of the bat because when you actually focus on a particular niche and you actually focus on on something that you are just so passionate about, you're immediately going to create a bond with other people who also share that passion. In fact, that you know, it could be that somebody shares your passion so much that it would actually uh, be just what it takes for them to say, I have no idea what this thing called podcasting is, but you're telling me you talk about this thing all, every week in an audio program that I can actually access on my phone, and I, I would love to hear that kind of talk on a regular basis. Heck yeah, I'll, show me how this works. I would love to to figure out how this how this podcasting things work. Now, whereas if you have a very general topic, and I'm not saying general topics don't work, 
Um, please understand that. I'm a huge fan. I am biased towards niche podcasting. But you have a general podcast, and they actually do take a lot more to get off the ground uh, and, and to develop a relationship. I mean, for example, it, it you know, it, it, the, the show could be open to just about anybody, and, and it could be about anything. And, and, and as a result, some episodes are going to be hits with some people, some are not, maybe. Other than the fact that, and, and I, I learned this later on, did not get this uh, from the, any descriptions anywhere. I did not get this from your the name of your podcast, but it wasn't until I got into the iTunes um, listing that I find out that you actually are a comedy podcast. So if you want, you could say that you ha- you actually do have a niche, which is comedy, so you're a comedy podcast, but that's n- the American rubbish. I'm going to tell you right now, it, that could have very easily been mistaken as a political show, you know, a politics show. It's the American rubbish. Uh, the American rubbish could be a show that's about entertainment. Maybe, maybe you know, this, you know, American Hollywood or, or something like that. The, the I, I just really, from the name of the show itself, uh, doesn't really give me any description. And when I actually clicked on one of your episodes, and by the way, I listened to the first mm, five minutes of the April 30th episode, which was titled The Truman Show Episode. And even with The Truman Show Episode, I didn't know what I was getting into. And in fact, what I'm going to do is I'm going to play the first little bit of this show, maybe about two minutes of it, and give you, give everyone a feel of what I heard when I clicked play. So here we go. Let's click that right here, right now. Oh, and by the way, um, I don't know who your web host is, but this happened to me when I was on your website before. I, I clicked play when I actually said I was going to click play right now. And it and it took this long to load. In fact, it took about 40 seconds to load the first time. And it is actually loading in the background. It's pulling the episode, but it's not playing it yet because your web host is not delivering it yet. So this is something that I experienced. Uh, to, oh, hold on. There it is. I'll explain this in a minute, uh, but it took that long, by the way, for this to start playing. Let me just go ahead and play this. What voice is that? The American Rubbish. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of The American Rubbish. I am your host, Michael Fio, baby Fiore. I am JJ. And I am also your host, Jesse. God, <laughs> fucking every, every episode, time, every bro. Time. Stop is, doing that. Well, it's, it's podcast it, magic. Well, as you're, okay. But as the host, I was thinking, um, no! since I was. I, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> what? Why are you so, like, you're just like, was, so was, against him even I talking. Was, I was laying on that. I was laying <laughs> So, when I. When okay, I, Mike, I, use your words. All right, all right, all right. Okay, so Jesse was thinking about something. Not the host, Jesse was. All right, well, when I was a kid, I uh, <laughs> I guess I, I couldn't perceive the concept of other people having uh, free will and uh, their well, own. Well, actually, I, you know, I don't think we really have free will. Well, okay, how That's so? A, be, all right, go ahead. I, I think that every everything that it was okay. So a couple things here. First of all, when uh, uh, let me go back to hitting the play button, and I don't know how long it took that time. If I had to guess, maybe 10, 20 seconds, maybe even thirty seconds before the episode started to play. And what I was going to say is, I had talked about this before. Some people actually use this place called archive.org to save some cash. Uh, so you don't have to pay for hosting. And I don't know where your files are hosted. Actually, let me see if I can find real quick. Um, I'm just going to go back to your website. And uh, let me pause while I look this up. Okay, well, that explains it. I'm back. Um, so here's the deal. Your your files aren't actually even on archive.org. They're on your web host for your for your, for your website. Um, so you're, whoever you're with, I, I would assume potentially that you're with shared hosting. And so I don't know if you're with Bluehost or whatever. Uh, I highly encourage you to, number one, go over to podcastanswerman.com slash hosting and and make sure that you do read the part about where I talk about hosting your MP3 files on your own web hosting server. Uh, There are a lot of potential issues there. And one of them being that, number one, they're not meant to deliver audio content and... um, the first time I actually went to go check out your site, it took 40 seconds for it to load. 
And I think there it took about 10 to 20 seconds uh, when I tried to play it for you. So what does this mean? This means that if somebody does find you in iTunes, if somebody does come to your website and click on the play button, if, if you know, even 60 or 70% of the time, it takes 10 to 40 seconds for your show to actually start playing after you hit the play button, most of those people have already moved on. They, they've said, oh, it doesn't work. So let me just move on to something else. Uh, you know, I'm not going to give this any further uh, viewing. So that's number one. Uh, number two, when I listen to your show and I listen to those, that first opening bit, and and I do ha- hope that I remember to go back and and bleep out the uh, the profanity that were uh, in the opening. But um, you inter- you, you know, the, you have a little bit of uh, an intro music, and and you have a little bit of the American rubbish talk underneath there. Which, by the way, we could ha- barely hear that, but that's okay. Your guys are. Our new podcast, I don't expect expect everything to be perfect out of the gate or anything like that, but but um, you go straight from your music, then you introduce yourselves as hosts of the show, and you go into a giggling fest, which is not, that's not a problem. You're, you're a comedy podcast, I get that, but I did not get that, however, until I saw it listed uh, in iTunes. There was no communication anywhere. So here's what I would do just to start off. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the American Rubbish Podcast, the single best comedy podcast on the web. You know, just something just to explain to people. I'm a we are a comedy podcast. We're here to shoot the bull about anything and everything and uh you know, it just might be the best waste of your time you've ever had. You know, something like that has to have some kind of tagline at the up opening of your show to really communicate who you are. Because outside of the fact that, you know, there's a there's a profanity in there uh, right at the very open, um, I, w- I was thinking, OK, free will. Are they talking about, you know, is, th- is this a faith based show? You know, is this the American rubbish about the church? I, I, I have I have no idea what the American rubbish is. And so that's that's the big thing that got me there. So um, no real understanding of what a, a, what particular niche you're trying to reach, which could or could be not, you know, that, that's up to you whether or not you want to pick a niche. Uh, it seems to me like you want to pick comedy and be general and be funny. That's cool. But tell people. That's the other thing. There's no real description. All right. So I do encourage you to put that description. In fact, I would even put it on your American Rubbish artwork. The American ru- Rubbish. A, the funniest comedy on the web or just some kind of tagline that's on your artwork, it's in your header, and it's at the opening of your show within the first you know, 90 seconds, you've told people what they're listening to is a comedy show. Um, so there you go. That, that, that's right off the bat. The next one is the name of the show really doesn't say much. I've already said this. Um, so, for example, one thing I can tell you right now, I can't imagine anybody it's ever going to go into iTunes and do a search for American rubbish. Those are not keywords that are probably commonly searched for unless somebody knew about you and they were specifically looking for your show, which is what I did. So I actually did do a search for American rubbish and it brought me right to your show. Now, uh, one of the things that I want to encourage you to do is to go back to episode number 306 of Podcast Answer Man. Last week's show, I actually talked about what you can do to tweak or to optimize your title for listing in iTunes. So the you know you could actually if you follow the advice from 306, your title should say something like the American Rubbish hyphen best comedy podcast and you know, and then what kind of comedy do you what kind of topics do you discuss discuss you know politics health fitness entertainment religion you know, put all those keywords in there. And so basically you would put the American rubbish hyphen, the best comedy on the web talking, you know, focused on making fun of this, 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 and this. I know it sounds crazy, but it gets you a lot more um, search results when people are searching in iTunes for specific things. So I, I would certainly suggest that you do that. Also, the description of your podcast in iTunes, the description literally just says, uh, Michael, Fio, Baby, Fiori, Jesse, not the host towns, uh, and JJ, Power Bottom, Hoff, Hefner, uh, hit you with the sickest podcast known to both man and lizard people. That doesn't tell me anything. 
Um, and and it, and really, that doesn't even mean anything to me until I look down and see comedy or category equals comedy. So you didn't even tell me in the description that this is a comedy podcast. So I really encourage you to to maybe add five more lines, five more sentences of information in your description to really give people what kind of comedy this thing is. Now, I'm not going to argue that the profanity and the explicit tag is hurting you. In the comedy category, I think it's probably a little bit more acceptable, and it, it may even be something in line with the target audience that you want to reach. And no one can argue that Mark Marin and all these other uh, big comedy guys out there that have some profanity in their show, uh, they certainly don't seem to be hurting for people listening as a result of that. I will tell you that you are completely alienating, and the, and this could be by design, and that's perfectly fine, but you are alienating an entire large group of people who are who simply just would not listen to an explicit podcast. They they might enjoy they might enjoy comedy, and they might even enjoy, uh, enjoy some comedy that is a little bit on the edge. But when it goes straight into profanity and the f bombs are dropped, which by the way, the f bomb dropped I think twice within the first four minutes of the episode. Um, and that's just something that me personally, and I know that I'm not the only one, you know, we might be, we might be able to stretch it out just a bit, but probably that's going to be just a little bit over the line. Again, that's my personal preference. I'm not putting that on you. Uh, but I do want to let you know that, that, that is going to reduce the amount of people that you can reach as ongoing listeners to your show and the people who might actually click that big old subscribe button. Um, and so here's the deal. So I share all of that and then I just want to go back to the one statement that you put in the uh, comment here, Michael, and that is you said that, uh, let me go back. I always hear people saying things like, I just put out my first few episodes and had a thousand and have thousands of listens. Now I want to know where you're hearing this now. Okay. For me, you may have heard that about the Lost podcast that I did, um, but it's not the entire story. It, you, there, there are a couple other things that go along with this. Number one, it's the understanding that when I launched my podcast, I had already been blogging uh, since 1996. So I've been blogging for nine years before I ever launched a podcast. Uh, for several months before I launched a podcast, I had already switched my blogging efforts over and devoted to the TV show Lost. I had already been quoted uh, in Entertainment Weekly, having hundreds of people reading my blog on a monthly basis, which of course to me that seemed like a ton of people at the time. And I was already subscribed to, listening to, and and actually building relationships with three other Lost Podcasts. Uh, and and the producers and such. So I was very much involved in those. I was already leaving audio feedback. My voice was being heard uh, as, as almost as a as a fan authority of the TV show Lost. References back to my blog. So I'd already been starting to build those relationships with people via Frapper Maps and MySpace, which were the uh, big deal of the day. I know I'm old, but anyway, um, for some of you out there, you know what I'm talking about. Some of the guys back from 2005, 2006, we were all about the frapper maps, weren't we? Uh, anyway, I just, there's a couple people listening right now. It's like, they just had a blast from the past. Uh, anyway, moving on. Um, so anyway, we, we were, I was already connecting with people. I was already building relationships. So yes, when I actually did uh, submit my first episode out there, I was able to, just through my network, to have, uh, I thought I would only have maybe 50 people listen. I actually had a few hundred people listen. And within my first few episodes, I had thousands of subscribers. Now, there are a couple other reasons for the thousands of subscribers. Now, for me, I actually created a podcast devoted to the TV show Lost. Happened to be at a time when the TV shows uh, that you could download the day after the shows aired on television, uh, they were available in iTunes, and that was before they were available anywhere else. That was before Amazon had them and all the other places you can find them on Netflix and stuff like that. Um, uh, iTunes was the first place, and at the time, uh, it was relatively new, and millions of people around the world were searching for lost 
to get those TV show episodes. And right below the TV show episodes were podcasts. And right next to the official Lost Podcast was our Lost Podcast. And did that help us? You better believe it helped us. It, it got us a ton of exposure that we wouldn't have got otherwise. And we also were tapping into a very particular niche. We weren't just entertainment, which covers, you know, movies, televisions, music, blah, blah, blah. That would be very general. That would almost be like comedy. Um, actually, comedy it could be a subcategory of entertainment. Anyway, it wasn't entertainment. It wasn't just television. And it wasn't just uh, sci-fi television. It was. It wasn't. It was specifically one TV show. That's it. We were. We were narrowly niche focused on one thing and one thing only. We weren't talking about the. We weren't talking about any other TV shows. We weren't talking about anything else other than the TV show Lost. We were diehard fans. There were also millions and millions of fans, and the writers of the show built the show in such a way that that show was. Uh, it had actually taught people to go to the web to find information, to find answers. They had online, uh, you know, games that people could play, uh, hidden clues on the web. They had fake websites for fake brands in this show, and it was just awesome. And it just, it just radically uh gave us opportunities upon opportunities upon opportunities for us to know exactly where to find our target audience build relationships with those people and have those people get to the place where uh we could give them a voice in our show by sharing the information that they've researched and placed online and asking them for permission to share it and then them listening to it and said oh wow and then they're telling hundreds if not thousands of their fans uh to actually check out our show so yes there were we did have thousands but I had already been building up right out to it, and there were a couple other circumstances around. Now, you listen to my friend Pat Flynn. You might listen to him and talk about the launch of his podcast. This is a guy who's already had, you know, 40, 50, 60,000. I don't know how many people, you know, listening or reading his blog on a daily basis. And, and this isn't just any blog readership. His super high engagement, super high engagement. I mean, I'm talking about, you know, when Pat says, hey, guys, you know, he, you know, if you wouldn't mind, uh, do me a favor. I, I, I'm doing a test here. I actually decided to go jump today. And I want to know if you guys want to ju- if you guys would be willing to go jump. And they would say, hey, Pat, no problem. How high would you like us to jump? I mean, that's the kind of engagement that he has. And and it's awesome. And so when Pat Flynn launches a podcast and he gets, you know, 40,000 or 20,000 people subscribe to his podcast right out of the bat, you know, actually, I don't think it started that. I think it probably started with a, a several thousand and then it's built over time. But uh, it, it was enough for him to immediately put it out, put it on his blog and say, hey, guys, this is what a podcast is and this is where you can find it and here's how you can subscribe to it. And yeah. It uh, you know it was enough to get him immediately up into the number one spot, and being in the number one spot in the very uh, uh, you know in the business category, a lot of people searching there looking for business insights, and uh, you know got him a ton of additional listeners. And yes, this was a big deal. He got thousands. You know, other people, Michael Stelzner, um, and and Michael Hyatt, same deal. Existing audience, existing audience, existing platforms. So here's the here's the one thing that I noticed about you just from reading your content, looking, you said you just got the Facebook fan page up. You've got 40 some odd people I think I saw on one thing and and so that's a great start and and you know what, that's how it looks to me like you're at the at the very ground floor of this thing. You're just starting it to build it. And the average brand new brand always starts out with maybe, you know, 20 to 50, maybe maybe 100 subscribers per episode or listens per episode during the first month or two. Maybe you can get to 50. Maybe you can get to 100. And then it slowly builds, slowly builds, slowly builds. And, it, and, and if you're in a general niche, it's it's a it can even be a slower build unless you start doing some massive networking and building some massive relationships and getting some massive exposure. And it really is a lot about the marketing of your show getting out there, beating the streets, doing everything. And you, you're absolutely right. The, your, your 
tapping into an audience out there, most of whom have no idea what a podcast is. So guess what? You're going to have to go to work to find out how to best communicate it to them. Uh, you know, maybe do a YouTube video doing a screencast of how to subscribe to a podcast on their Android and iPhone devices and put that on your fan page every now and then and put it on your website and all of that stuff. Those things you'll need to educate them. But anyway, um, the whole idea of I always hear people say things like I put out my first few episodes and have thousands of listeners. I can tell you right now I've I've been I've worked with individually one on one. I've probably worked with just about a thousand individuals and in helping them launch their shows since 2005. I have had a relationship with thousands upon thousands of podcasters who have launched shows. All right. So I have some experience in this area. Now, when it comes to the number of people that I know who have launched a podcast and within the first 90 day had thousands of subscribers, it's less than 100 people total that I personally know it's happened to. All right, less than 100 and if I and and I haven't done the math that I actually haven't listed out the names of those audience of those people. But if I had to guess, it, it might even be less than 50, but probably closer to 100 who have had the, the existing platform that immediately was able to get to the thousands. I think if there's anybody who kind of bucks that system, uh, it would be John Lee Dumas, uh, a good friend of mine, started Entrepreneur on Fire, and uh, he actually did something very unique and crazy, by the way. Uh, he did pick out, number one, a title that very much explains what his focus is, entrepreneur on fire. He wants to actually, he wanted to reach an audience of entrepreneurs who are passionate about what they do. Boom, right there, great name of the podcast. Number two, it's a niche focus. It is a podcast that is devoted to entrepreneurs and helping them light up things to ignite their fire for what they do and to give them insights. It's an interview podcast. He makes that clear everywhere that he interviews entrepreneurs to find out what's made them successful. And not only that, but he actually started his podcast with um, he, by promising folks that he is going to do an interview every day of the week, Monday through Friday. And over time, he's delivered on that from be- the beginning, and now he's moved to seven days a week, and this guy is crushing it. And yes, this is somebody who within the first 90 days had nothing going into it, and then built to thousands. It is possible, but it's it's certainly not the norm. So you might hear a lot of people who are talking about the fact that that they've launched a podcast and within a few uh, episodes they have thousands of listens. Uh, chances are some of those people are certainly telling you the truth, and they're just awesome people who have done a lot of hard work either to get it to that place or they had an existing platform ahead of time and Quite honestly, some of those people are just lying. Um, just want to say that. And some of them are, are seriously mistaken. Uh, so, for example, really, honestly, you have no way of knowing how many people are listening to your show. You have no great way of, of looking at stats at all because your files are hosted on your own web server. And the only thing you could do is look at those, um, oh, I can't even remember what those stats are called, uh, AW stats. Uh, the, that That's atrocious. Don't even look at your... Your web server stats, it's not going to give you anything that you that would be of value. If anything, it's going to overinflate all of your numbers. But um, Michael, I hope this helps you. I hope this helps everyone else. Uh, I just want to say this. Most podcasts, about 100 subscribers within the first few episodes is very, very typical. And I want to say this. Um, it's very possible to have a podcast and take, up, you know, even with a very niche podcast, it's possible to take to have a podcast and over the course of two years build it to an audience of about 1,500 people, 1,500 subscribers that, who are listening to every single episode. And, it, and depending on if you turn it into your business and you have products and services surrounded that podcast, I want to tell you with 1,000 to 1,500 people, you can make a living from that uh, with the, with that that few of a number of people, which I actually say it's not a few. It, I know it's a few in the mind of people who are looking to build a show with hundreds of, hundreds of thousands of subscribers, but it's really a lot of people out there. 
uh, when you think about a thousand people or fifteen hundred people, and uh, imagine that that number of people in a room uh, listening to you every week. It it it's quite an honor to have that many people. But uh, you got to start somewhere, and uh, I congratulate you guys on your start. I wish you continued success. Now get out there. Uh, do some obvious things to help um, to to fix your description. Share a little bit more about your tagline and and who what the people are going to get when they listen to your show. Get your files over there to Lipson L I B S Y N dot com. Use promo code GSPN. Get you the first month free. Um, you know, start seeing how many people are really downloading the show. They give you some stats there. Um, yeah, you you you've got a plenty of things that you can do to work on it. Uh, and and I, I wish you continued success as you move forward, Michael. So there you go. All right, real quickly. Wow, 36 minutes on that one. Uh, anyway, we're, I, I, I guess it's a good thing I didn't pull out a ton of things to uh, share with you. Hey, you know, I wanted to share with you, we have a podcast called Family from the Heart. Family from the Heart is um, a podcast that I do with my wife every single week. Uh, in fact, we just, uh, I think it was today, May 2nd, actually, I'm sorry, I'm record. I forgot, I'm recording this uh, for a week later. It was last week, my wife and I recorded our 253rd episode of Family from the Heart, and my good friends over at Music Radio Creative uh, put, was kind enough to actually create a wonderful intro for this podcast, and I want to play, play it for you right here, right now. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of The Family from the Heart, a podcast that is devoted to giving you a behind-the-scenes look into the lives of the Ravenscraft family, a family that has given up on the ordinary to pursue the lives for which they were created. Now, here are your hosts, Cliff and Stephanie. There you go, my friends. That is a brand new intro, and uh, I'm just so thrilled with all the work that Mike and Isabella are doing, and so many of you have been taking advantage of this very special promotion. Take the sound of your podcast to the next level. Podcast Answer Man presents an exclusive audio branding package for podcasters, where voiceovers, audio producers, singers, and musicians bring together their knowledge and talent to you. Podcasting. Get a one-hour web meeting with an audio branding specialist to discuss your podcast's exact audio needs. A professional intro and outro for your podcast. Plus, three jingles that you can use to transition between segments. Introduce interviews, features, and more. And more. The Podcast Answer Man audio branding package from just $449. Exclusively at podcastanswerman.com slash audio. There you go, my friends. Podcastanswerman.com slash audio. Mike and Isabella will help you create a wonderful audio branding for your show, and uh, they do just a phenomenal job. Anyway, thank you very much, Mike and Isabella, for our Family from the Heart jingle, and of course, uh, my wonderful ringtone that I have, which basically just does this over and over again. Podcast Answerman. Podcast Anyway, it goes on and on. That's my that's actually my ringtone for my podcast or for my for my phone. It's it's kind of fun. Anyway, uh, moving along here. Uh, yeah, we got to get to this uh, social media segment here in a bit. I, I guess this is going to be a normal sized episode, which is pretty cool. I want to give you an update about the podcast mastermind. Now, the last time I really went into great detail about the podcast mastermind was episode number 400 or no was episode 246 I believe. Let me go to podcast mastermind mastermind.com and I will confirm this. Uh yes, episode number 246 uh, the podcast mastermind. If you have not listened to that episode, I encourage you sometime to go back and listen to it. I recorded it back on January 26th 2012, before I officially launched the Podcast Mastermind. It was it was my way to kind of just share with people my vision of what I wanted to create as an organization and my vision of what would be included. And I want to tell you that that, that word for word, everything that's in there is, is very much what is going on today as a reality. Uh, I, I very much started the organization with a ready, fire, aim uh, philosophy, you know, it's supposed to be ready, aim, fire. 
Uh, but I, it's like, listen, I'm ready to do this thing. Let's get it started, and we'll figure out all the pieces as we move forward. And uh, I started with uh, almost 50 charter members, and uh, they were very gracious to allow me to build this out as we were moving forward. And uh, it has been awesome. Uh, it you know, and, and especially now to where it is today, we've I've, I've tweaked so many different things over the first year of the of the membership. It launched, I believe, February 2012, and it is now uh, well. It's just it's a couple months over one year old now. And uh, the cool thing is, is almost every single person who was a charter member had renewed at the end of one year. And uh, that is just unbelievable. Usually with an online membership of any kind, you usually lose a very high percentage. Um, I think that I've lost seven people total since the launch of the Podcast Mastermind. And some of those were because I wasn't completely clear on exactly who I was looking for. Um, I will tell you this, that uh, now that we've got all the We've got all of the details worked out with the Podcast Mastermind and how our meetings are run, our our agenda and and the uh, the format of everything, our hot seat presentations and everything else. It it just it is running as smooth as smooth can be. And uh, the one thing that I just recently did was update the application for the Podcast Mastermind, which by the way can be found at the bottom of podcastmastermind.com. Uh, there's a, a place where you can download an application if you want. And one of the things that it allowed me to do in the new application, the newly completely revised updated application, was to even more clearly communicate the the crystal clear vision that I have for the podcast mastermind moving forward. And I want to share with you some of the qualities now that I am looking for when we add new members to the Podcast Mastermind. And by the way, we do have many people who who do apply for the Podcast Mastermind and they are not approved for membership. And that's because I am very clear on who it is that we're looking for. And so here are some of the qualities uh, th- that we're looking for in new members. Number one, someone who does have a podcast of their own or has an evidence of a clear passion for podcasting and what it can and how it benefits the lives of the people who consume podcast content. Now, I I just want you to read real quick uh, quickly in the into that that it's not required that you are a podcaster. In fact, one of the things I can tell you uh, is that the the focus of the podcast mastermind is not on podcasting but it is actually on the mastermind principle. It's about people coming together for the purpose of helping each other grow personally and professionally to, to help come up with ideas when you're faced with obstacles or to get feedback on ideas and being inspired by thoughts that you could have never had on your own by achieving goals uh, that, that you set for yourself that you would have never set for yourself if it were not for the group that asks you to set them. It, it, so basically, it, it it the focus is on the mastermind principle. The, the reason why we call ourselves the podcast mastermind is simply due to the fact that we all have one common bond that we use to establish and then grow our relationships from. We all have a passion for podcasting. Not everybody. There's only two people in the podcast mastermind that don't have an existing podcast, but they are very clearly passionate about podcasting, and they are uh, not only consumers of them, but they're great advocates and evangelists for what podcasting can do for the world. All right, so the next thing here, someone who is either self-employed full-time, has a desire to move towards self-employment, or someone who has just discovered that they have an entrepreneurial desire. And so, yes, the Podcast Mastermind is helping people who are entrepreneurs or getting onto that path to take their entrepreneurial dreams to the next level. That is very much a clear focus today. Now, I will tell you this was not the focus when I started back a, oh, just over a year ago, and uh, it is something that has changed. Now, I will tell you we do have a couple people who are existing members of the Podcast Mastermind who are not on an entrepreneurial journey. Those members are few and far between, but they still add a ton of value to what we do, and uh, they they bring 
Uh, they all do have those members do have online brands, but some of them are it, it's more of a hobby or something they're just doing on the side, and they're very happy with their day job without a desire to leave. Now those members are not being asked to leave, but if you were if they were to actually sign up for the podcast mastermind today, they may not have made it through the application process. But as charter members, we're happy to have them there, and uh, they all they they are all amazing, and and the the relationships that we have with each other are just second to none. All right, uh, let's see here. Someone is in, who is engaged in using social media or who has a sincere desire to get fully engaged with social media. Uh, so we're, we're very heavily involved in using Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, uh, Vine, and even, and if we have to every now and then, we might discuss a, a Google Plus something or other. Uh, you can tell I don't like Google Plus. I hate that thing. Anyway, um, so... But but yeah, we're looking for people who are involved in or have a desire to get involved and fully engaged through social media. You know, we're not looking for people who have no time to build those relationships with people online. We're looking for people who actually have a desire and, and get a sense of fulfillment of actually creating relationships with other people online. Uh, someone who is not offended by the Christian faith. Uh, and one of the things that I put on here as a little note to myself is that being a Christian is not required. Uh, not every member of our podcast mastermind is a Christian, but I am a Christian, and many, uh, most of the members of the podcast mastermind are Christians, and that just happens to be the due to the fact that I attract a lot of like-minded people in that area. Uh, but but it, it but the thing is is that we definitely don't want anybody who's going to be easily offended by faith-based conversations or or philosophy or or stuff like that. If if there if that easily offends people, we just ask them not to to uh, apply. Although I will tell you, we do have a couple non-Christians in there who are clearly not Christian, but they certainly don't mind the fact that that most of the people are. We don't push things into their face. They don't push things into our face. And we all get along extremely well because our relationships are not built around our common passion for sports or politics, but instead we have built our relationship about a shared passion that we have, which is podcasting and getting our own individual thoughts and and message out to the world and helping to build our businesses and brands. So that's that's what that's how we that's what we focus on. All right. Uh, someone who is able to commit to their twice a month mastermind group meeting as a priority within their schedule. And uh, this is something that I do require of our new members and uh, it's something that is a requirement since the beginning actually uh, that you know hey if you're going to join this we want you to know we meet on the first and third Mondays of each group or each month or the first and third Tuesdays of each month and uh, that that has to be a priority can you commit to these meetings uh, the next one is someone who understands the focus of the podcast mastermind is on the mastermind pro- uh, principle and not podcasting I already talked about that someone who is a success minded individual somebody who actually sees um, sees the future as being bright and full of possibilities somebody who who is not uh, immediately going to say, yeah, I don't think I can do that, or this is the reason why that's not going to work. We want people who, when we suggest, hey, have you thought about this? Oh, that's a great idea. I wonder if I, I have a, a sincere desire to uh, to approach that. Sure, I, you know, other people have done that. I bet you I probably could do if I, des- if I decide that that's what I want to do. Thank you for that insight. And, and a lot of times people will say, hey, you know, have you thought about doing this? And it's something that m- many people would just say, that, that just would never work. And all of a sudden it's like, oh, you know, that never occurred to me. You know what? That's my goal for the next hot seat. You know, so we're looking for we're looking for someone who is success minded. All right. Someone who is highly motivated, a highly motivated individual. We want people who take action. We want people who are self-disciplined, somebody who is who is going to say, yes, I'm going to do this, and they're going to come back and say, hey, I did this. Not that they won't ever have a time where their maybe priorities need to be shifted and, and some other things. You know, not everybody meets all 100% of their goals. But the question is, is we want somebody who, when they set a goal for themselves, that maybe seven out of 10 times they come back and said, yes, I did it. I made that happen over the last six weeks. All right, so the highly success or we want success-minded and highly motivated individuals. The next one is someone who is committed to reading materials that inspire their personal and professional growth. People who are reading and expanding their educational knowledge of 
whatever it is that that they want to expand upon, but somebody who actually is consuming content that helps take their 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 thoughts to a whole new level. Someone who makes it a habit to set goals for themselves, someone who will commit to giving more than they receive from their participation in the podcast mastermind. Someone who is graciously able to receive and receive actually receive and give help, advice and criticism. So we want somebody who can handle criticism, who can give advice, who or who can give criticism gracefully and receive it gracefully. Somebody who can give help and receive it gracefully. Somebody who can give advice and receive it gracefully. Uh, those are very important qualities. Someone who is able able to recognize others who are deserving of praise. Uh, someone who is uh, who makes it a point to go out of their way to contribute to the success of others, and someone who is able to fit the membership fee within their monthly budget and able to commit to membership for a minimum of one year. And by the way, the cost of the Podcast Mastermind, as I'm recording this right now, and it has been for a very, very long time now, it is uh, $297 per month or $3,267 a year, which gives you one month free if you pay annually. But anyway, that's the update on the Podcast Mastermind. Those are the kind of individuals we have. We currently have, I think, 44 members of the Podcast Mastermind. I'm actually looking to add six more. Uh, and as I am recording this, I'll look behind me. I will tell you that Tuesday mornings at 10 a.m., I currently have, actually, I think I only have one spot because tomorrow, uh, well, for me, it's tomorrow. For you guys, that was last week. I had a, I had a call with my good friend, Brian, who I think is going to fill the ninth position in group number one. So anyway, Tuesday mornings at 10 a.m., we'll have one spot open. Uh, and then group number four, I have a couple spots open at 6 p.m. on Monday evenings. And then I have a couple spots open on uh, group number five, which is um, uh, Monday evenings at 8 p.m. So I've got a couple spots in each of the groups, 6 p.m. or 8 p.m. on Monday evenings. That's the first and third Mondays of each month. And then I have one spot open at 10 a.m. on the first and third Tuesdays. Um, so anyway, if you're interested in the Podcast Mastermind, uh, feel free to go to podcastmastermind.com. You have to listen to that entire audio episode, read all the text on the page there, and then grab that uh, that uh, appli- application off the bottom of the page and uh, fill it out and send it to me. would love to potentially have you as a member. And by the way, once you fill out the application, I review it, and if it looks good, then we move on to the next stage, which is about a 30 to 45-minute interview via Skype go to meeting and uh then then we make the decision whether or not uh you we're on the same page and you move forward with it but uh we are adding we just added 9 uh actually 9 10 11 12 so we just added 12 members within the last couple uh well four within the last actually three within the last 5 days and then nine before that over the last couple months and uh i i think i'm going to add another one tomorrow for me as i'm recording this so uh, we do we do have room for six more people, and if you're interested, podcastmastermind.com. And uh, I'll tell you what, let's go ahead and switch things over to our social media segment, and then we'll uh, ride this thing out of here. Well, my friends, it is that time once again uh, for our social media segment here for Podcast Answer Man and our social media correspondent Eric J. Fisher standing by for another wild report about how we can use social media to engage with our audience. Eric, what do you got for us this week, my friend? This week we're going to talk about Vine, the Twitter owned app that does video, six seconds of video to so, be exact. Uh, this is a very cool app that I have been using since they first announced it. And I have no idea why. <laughs> <laughs> Me either. And, uh, you know, some people, basically, it's you take it or leave it. Some people love it. Some people are like, meh. But they've just come out with an update on, let's see, April 30th. And so it's been about a week and a half now that we've been playing around with this. And the major update was that you can now use your front-facing camera or mention people in posts and comments. That's definitely a plus. 
Indeed. And so one of the things about Vine, just just for those of you who have not used the service yet, you can go in and download the application on your iPhone. Is it for Android as well? It's only iOS at this time. But they're, I think, going to be making an Android version of it as well. Yes. But anyway, if you have an iPhone or an iPad or something like that, you can download Vine. And what it allows you to do is record six seconds of video. But it's not just straight video like we did with YouTube Capture, but it is six seconds of how you could do time lapse. You could do all kinds of thing, weird things. So, Eric, how would you describe to folks for the very first time the recording functionality, the ability to stop and start? Okay. Well, basically, you get the square viewfinder like Instagram, except it's video. And how you start and stop recording is you press your thumb or finger to that screen and the ticker atop that will start to move to the right, showing you how much of your six seconds you have left. And here's the idea that I, it basically will record as much video as the length of time you actually have your finger pressed to the screen. And so if I were, for example, to, um, and here's here's an example of a vine that I did back in the uh, a couple months ago. I actually had McKenna stand in her bedroom, and I told her as as soon as I nod my head <clears throat> that she should say, "Hey, everybody, I'm going to disappear now." And so I actually I, I nodded my head and I pressed my thumb on the screen, and she said those words. Now, as soon as she said those words, I removed my thumb, so it stopped recording, and then I had her move out of frame. And then I pressed my thumb right back on the screen and it continued the recording right from where it stopped recording. And of course, then she wasn't there. And then at the end of the six seconds, then what it does is it actually, you see McKenna uh, in her room saying, hey, everybody, I'm going to disappear now. And then immediately she disappears and is no longer there. Yeah. Pretty cool little things that you can do now. Of course, uh, that's that's pretty much the basics of what you can do. But there have been some pretty creative six-second videos that uh, are, you know, if you search the popular area and stuff like that, it can be a little bit of fun. You know, it was it was a novelty at first. I kind of enjoyed playing around with it, kind of enjoyed seeing some of the creativity of my friends. Nobody does it better than my good friend Albert Hathazi from uh, Canada, but anyway, um, I, I, I've enjoyed Vine. I've actually created a couple of little personalized views into my world, some of the things that I'm looking at, things that I'm doing. Um, but with this most recent update, Eric, I think it could be potentially cool. More than Well, yeah, potential. the potential was already there. They've increased the potential by allowing you to do the front-facing camera, which now means you can hold it and see yourself and do a talking head, you know, question video to your audience for six seconds. Or like I did, I actually tested it out and I did a little talking head where I said, hey, this is Eric, I'm doing something. And then I let my thumb go and then went down and switched the camera again. So it was facing something like, for example, my laptop, then hit the thumb again and said, check out this news story on such and such let it go again and then switch the camera again. So what do you think? And just did that as like a, you know, a stock template of a, of a, of a video asking your audience. And what's great is then you can share that out once you publish that right on Vine, but also out to Twitter and to uh, Facebook. And what I should add is because it's owned by Twitter, it plays nice with Twitter. So the video shows up as uh, on twitter.com as a video, but it also shows up on Twitter clients as an image with a little play button. Yeah, and actually it also shows up pretty well in Facebook as well. That's right. So, I mean, it shows up as a video there. And um, a couple other things that I want to share about Vine uh, is that I think with this front-facing camera, uh, you could have tried to uh, capture yourself. You wouldn't always know whether or not you're really good in frame or something like that. And of course, reaching behind the phone to actually know if you're hitting, in, you know, in the right area to right. to record the video. But the front-facing car- camera uh, option now does give you that ability to look into the eyes of the people who you're 
you're recording this for. And I just actually recorded a little note, but I could have actually gave a six-second personal response to a Twitter. Let's just say, Eric, you asked me a question on Twitter, and you said, at GSPN, hey, you know, what would you recommend, blah, 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 blah. And I could actually do a Vine and say, hey, I recommend this. You can find it at suchandsuch.com. And then that six-second response, and then I can put at Eric J. Fisher, here's my response to your question, and boom. And then you get a six-second video from me in response to your question. This is where I see the potential for it to uh, deepen relationships through social media. The other thing, yeah, 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 and and that goes right along with the thing we had talked about when we talked about YouTube capture, where we then had a couple people send us videos saying thanks for sharing that, and they sent us a little privatized YouTube video they did with their phone. Yeah, the the unlisted YouTube video has been a huge hit, and I've got a couple of those responses as well. Feel free to continue to send those to us on Twitter or send them via email. That'd be great. We love to to see you guys. It's awesome. But um, I think this is cool. The other cool thing about um, Vine that I've noticed, and I'm not sure if you've noticed this yet, Eric, but when you create a Vine in the app, it also puts it in your camera roll as a video. Did you notice that? I forgot about that, but yes, I did know that. Um, I noticed this because I actually had an issue where, and I need to go in and research what's going on, probably have to reconnect my account to Facebook, but every time I try to share something on Facebook currently on my phone, and it's from any device, um, or any app, I, I it crashes the app on me. So what happened was I created this really cool "Don't Feed the Panda" video on Vine, and um, and and, it, and the app crashed. But thankfully, it saved it in the camera roll. So then I used YouTube Capture to upload it to YouTube. So you can actually create these Vine videos, post them to Vine, share them out on social media, and if you wanted to, if you really are impressed or really excited about your your Vine creation, you can even upload it to YouTube via the YouTube Capture app. That actually is a pretty good idea because then you could even create, you know, a series of them and then from your phone, move them to a Mac if you wanted to or PC, I guess, and, heaven forbid, and then you <laughs> stitch stitch them together as one long video and post that to YouTube or something like that. Right. There is one thing that kind of bugs me about uh, Vine. And that is the fact that it automatically loops. That that I'm yeah. not crazy about. It, it it's like creating six second gifts. Yeah, and, and in a weird way. And and that kind of works if you can actually create a video that's creative and makes use of the repetitive nature of the video. And certainly, there have been people who have done that. But you know, there are sometimes when you just want to create that little six second response, and you know, it's like, hey, here's my response to you. Blah 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 blah. Repeat, 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 and and so that's that's a little bit of annoyance. Uh, I wish that was an option that you could turn on or off uh, inside of Vine. I think mm-hmm. that would be very cool. The really cool thing though is if you actually do do the Vine and it goes into your camera roll and you put it on YouTube, um, you have the ability for people to simply watch the video and after six seconds it stops. <laughs> that's another piece of information that you might be able to make use of somehow. Yeah. Anyway, so Vine, um, it's funny because, Eric, I actually came up with this topic, and you weren't quite sure whether or not it would be worthy of talking about. But what do you think now? Have I convinced you? Are you convinced? Now that I've played around with it more, I'm going to try to figure out more that I can do with it. Excellent. Well, I'm interested. Excellent. Well, I'll tell you what, my friends. We want to see your Vines, and if you want to, you can follow me on Vine. I'm... Uh, my Twitter account is GSPN. Eric, your Twitter account is? Eric with a K, the letter J, F-I-S-H-E-R. Excellent. And of course, if you want to leave a little six-second personalized message that will be repeated in perpetuity, you can do so. Just send us an at reply inside of your comment on the share and make sure you post it to Twitter and we'll get it. Would love to see you guys. Anyway, Eric, thank you again for another wonderful social media segment. Where can people find you and your podcast if they wanted to listen to you at a greater length of time? 
hey, if you want to listen to me talk to other people other than Cliff, then <laughs> which why would I'm you sure, want to? Come I, on, go over to beyondthetodolist.com and check out the interviews that I do over there with people about uh, just their day-to-day productivity. We talk about their successes, their failures, their struggles, and how they overcome them and how they do awesome work. Awesome. Thank you so much, Eric. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. Well, there you go, my friends. That's going to wrap it up here for another episode of Podcast Answer Man. <laughs> here I thought this was going to be a super short episode that I didn't have a ton to talk about, but it, as it always does, <laughs> seemed to always fit the time, which is allotted for it. What is that? That's um, the Parkinson's principle or something like that. I, only I think that has to do with work. Work will always fill the time for which you devote towards the amount of work that or the whatever you get the idea go look it up parkinson's law ah anyway you know what i am so excited that i actually recorded this episode for you that it was pre-recorded i'm sitting here i as i'm sitting here right now a week ahead of time but as you're listening to this if you listen to it as it's coming out i am hanging out in orlando florida in the sunshine hanging out with some amazing friends uh, just, I, I don't even want to start listing the name, listing the names because I can, I know six of the people I'm hanging out with. And then I know there are about four or five other people that I've met over the last 12 months that will be there. And, and if I leave out their names, I'll feel bad, but, uh, I am so looking forward to spending some time at the score conference. Um, you guys just thank you. Hey, real quick. I do want to tell you that, uh, my next podcasting A to Z course does start Monday, May 20th. Uh, seeing as how this will go out on the 7th, I will tell you I have a $500 discount if you sign up before May 13th. Now, if you don't, if you sign up during the last week, you have to pay the full $19.99 price, but um, that's if there's spots open by then. Anyway, if you sign up before May 13th, use promo code or discount code EARLY500. That's EARLY500 in the discount code in the shopping center shopping cart at podcasting a to z.com just click the register now button anyway you'll get in for $14.99 and by the way if you're out there and uh you haven't uh yet heard about podcasting a to z you don't know what podcasting a to z uh, is head over to podcasting a to z.com you know guys i got up at six o'clock this morning it's 11 30 p.m and uh I'm tired. (laughs) I got something stuck in my throat here as well. Anyway, guys, thank you for tuning in. I will see you when I'm back in the studio next week with a new episode of Podcast Answer Man, and we'll have lots of great stuff then. Anyway, God bless you all. Until next time, I encourage you to take everything you do in life to the next level, my friends.